Today's episode of Locked On 76 is we dive into the backup five minutes behind Joel Embiid. Reed, Bassey still on the roster, no veteran big. What will they do? We'll talk about it more next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On 76ers is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. That's right, three. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade1up slash locked on for your chance to win one. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. He's Keith Pompey on my side. I'm Devon Givens on his side, and this is Locked On 76ers. What's up, Keith? What's up, man? I guess they got us mixed up today, right? At least on the podcast, on the YouTube side, on the boxes, our names are swapped. But hey, you know who we are. What's going on, y'all? We appreciate you checking in on this episode of Locked On 76ers. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, game one in the books of the NBA Summer League in Utah. Uh, they have, uh, what, two more? One more game, right? Two more. They got two more. They got a game more tonight tomorrow night. Two more games for the 76ers before they head to Las Vegas for the Vegas Summer League. And right away, uh, standouts, we want to get into that. We're also going to dive into a little bit later uh, some of the other ongoing things with James Harden, kind of touch on that just a bit, and, and much more as we are with you on this Locked On 76ers podcast on this day. But, Keith, uh, as we talk about the backup five minutes, we know that DeAndre Jordan was a late-season pickup for the Sixers once Andre Drummond was traded to the Brooklyn Nets. He came in, struggled a bit. As a veteran, we know how it went. Then you had the young guys in Paul Reed and Charles Bassey that we thought would get more time once the trade went down in February. Not the case for head coach Doc Rivers. He decided to go with the veteran. Leaned a little bit towards Reed. We never saw Bassey. So that's why these summer league games, we think at least are important confidence-wise. We saw them, we've seen them both perform well in the G League overall. But now we're here in this space with the summer league to get them some more work. Uh, hopefully they can fix some things and Paul Reed talked about it specifically, Keith, at the end of the season during his exit interview with the media that he wanted to regain. He wanted to gain more trust from Doc Rivers and his teammates so he can be on the floor more. Yesterday, game number one of the post of the summer league in Utah against Memphis, he showed out pretty well. Yeah, he did. I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, you and I talked about this. He played more of his natural position. He was a power forward in college. He played power forward while Bassey played center. Um, you know, he was dominant, man. He had 20-point game high, 20 points, game high, 15 rebounds. He also had four steals. Um, so, you know, he he played well, and he played like a guy who you can say, hey, you know what, we could give him some backup four minutes at, at, at times and, you know, yep. come in and do certain things. So he really, he really uh, elevated his play. Yeah, he and it's funny because 
Uh, there were times in the postseason, even towards the end of the regular season, to be perfectly honest with you. And I know I said it on the radio show. I'm not quite sure if I said it here in this in this forum uh, with you that I did want to see a little bit more of him next to Embiid, Reed next to Embiid, just to just to see with his length and athleticism there at the four, less pressure. He's not a shooter, but less pressure at the four playing next to Embiid where he's not required to do everything and his rebounding, his activity, all those loose balls that he would pick up. I wanted to see that. And we saw glimpses of it in the postseason against the Toronto Raptors, but not so much that I can remember against the Miami Heat. And I, I wonder if that's something they lean on a little bit. We know George Niang can play the four as the stretch four. And now you have P.J. Tucker at times can also play that stretch position, even though they are smaller in terms of height. I still want to see Reed there sometimes, not always as the backup five. Charles Bassey, not a great showing, Keith, in this first game. Do you take anything away from that? Or is that just, hey, it just happened that way in game number one? You know, I think a lot of people will take a lot away from it. But, you know, and initially I was like, oh, he looks kind of bad. But I remember when they played Memphis the first time and Joel Embiid didn't play. Bassey was one of the highlights against a Memphis team, mm-hmm. you know, who, who had – now, John Morant didn't play, but, you know, they had some quality guys playing there. Steven Adams, you know, they had um, uh, the the other starting bigs playing. And he was, playing. Yeah, exactly. And he was one of the highlights. So when you look at this, like, yes, you would love for him to have a better showing, especially in this setting where you expect him to play well. But at the same time, you know, against the, the varsity, so to speak, you know, he looked good. So I'm not going to put a lot of um, uh, emphasis on this one poor performance. Yeah, neither am I. And uh, I'm not worried as of yet. And, and then you talk about the backup bigs who have already come off the market. Robin Lopez, I think he inked a one-year deal, I believe, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Andre Drummond, two-year deal, going to Chicago, a fan favorite to return to Philadelphia. And to be perfectly honest with you, his money – was very similar to what they gave Daniel House. So you know, pick and choose which one you, you want on your roster. But uh, that's that's that p- particular case here right now where you look at some of the backup bigs. Some are still out there, like Dwight Howard. His name is still out there. You know, I champion him, uh, even though he, he would get on my nerves, your nerves, the teammates, the coaches' nerves with his technicals, not his play, his technical fouls that he would pick up. And for me, it's more of, a, uh, a a group effort there, a a a a a, a work wh- where you can work with the young players, also working with Dwight Howard, depending on the matchups of what Doc Rivers may like in that particular case against that team. So we'll keep monitoring that. We'll keep seeing how the, those big guys play. Next up, we need to talk about Jaden Springer and also what he did in the this summer league game as well against Memphis. Isaiah Joe, and a few more of the players that stood out in game one in Utah. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But, hey, we mentioned the presenting sponsor for Locked On 76ers being RK1UP. Well, let me tell you again, we have big news. You know the phrase, boom, shakalaka. You remember that when you played NBA Jam? I know I sure do. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. RK1UP, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a wait for it shack edition machine and i haven't played this machine yet but i know as a kid again playing with my dad my brother my cousins and friends we would have a tournament style 
situation going on when I was younger playing this where the ball would catch on fire. We would have the tournaments and the best man throughout however many games we played, they remained standing as the champion. People were obsessed then and people were, are obsessed now with NBA Jam. And I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire. As I mentioned, in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams, no fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Compete with the friends and family throughout all new Wi-Fi leaderboards. A new feature here that we didn't have growing up, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's ArcadeTheNumberOneUp.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got more classics, Golden Team, Mortal Kombat, many more starting at just get this number. $399. Check this out. They're giving away, again, a NBA Jam Shack edition to a locked-on listener. That could be you. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. And you've got till July 8th, so a few more days to enter to win NBA Jam Shack edition console. Who doesn't want one? I know I do. I'm sure you do. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? Do it today, people. <laughs> do it today. Thank you, for it today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. The nightly recaps of all summer league games and NBA games during the regular season with game analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you do get your podcast. All right, Keith, another one that we are going to focus on during the Summer League. Las Vegas will be here shortly. So a nice tune-up here in Utah for Jaden Springer, the first-round pick from the 2021 NBA draft, the rookie out of Tennessee, played a majority of his season with the Delaware Bluecoats. We saw him at the end of the campaign as we got into the postseason. How did you think he played in game number one against the Memphis Grizzlies? You know, I think he settled down in the in the second half. In the first half, he was like 0 for 4 shooting. Um, he just looked like the game was too big for him. The one that um, got me was that he, that that three that he had wide open on the left wing, and it was a catch and shoot opportunity. And it was like he was sizing it up too perfectly, thinking back to all the reps that he was doing instead of just shooting it. And it yeah. gave the defender time to cl- close out and defend the three. NBA, NBA guys, they're going to catch that. They're going to send that to the seats or they're going to block it and get a transition opportunity the other way. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and But the thing is, it seems like in the second half, he just went like to, hey, I'm at the playground. Like, um, and, and I don't mean that in a, a negative way. I'm just saying he was just out there saying, I'm going to play like the way I play with my boys. I'm going to attack the basket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some, showcase some of my athleticism. I mean, he showed me some things that he I didn't think he had, like a couple of those baskets he made. It looked like Maxi is where where Maxi throws up some stuff and it goes in. Right now, the one thing that I will say is that you can still tell that he's young and he's a ways away because he needs to do some polishing up on his game. Like he's there. He's he, he means well. He attacks. He does stuff. But you realize some of the things he does that he's still 19, you know what I mean? Cause he made a couple mistakes, this and that. But let me tell you that athleticism is right. off the charts. There was one play where 
he came down there and was about to block a shot and he was way over the rim. And then with like 19 seconds left, you know, everybody recorded as a block, but he actually jumped up in the air, reached up and grabbed the guy, the ball from the guy. He comes out of bounds. He had, he, 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 he had the wherewithal to know that he was about to fall out of bounds and he dished it to Isaiah Joe. To me, that was some great stuff that he, he did display. But the thing is, he's still a young dude on a veteran squad. But I'm telling you, he's extremely athletic, and I was impressed by what he by what he did yesterday. Well, when you bring up young and athletic, you look on the other side. The, you know, Zaire Williams is a young athletic player for the Memphis Grizzlies, found his way on the floor. And that's just something, again, defensively, we hear it all the time. You're going to earn your minutes. If you're not a star, star player, you're going to earn your minutes defensively. Isaiah Joe has talked about it. We'll get to him shortly. We've seen so many players in the league for so many years say, I have to earn my minutes by getting on the floor defensively first. And with the athleticism that you talk about that he has on full display, some more time, some more opportunity being in the league for one year, this summer league experience, the work that he's going to get through with the offseason, Keith, there may be some spots where Doc Rivers does call his number and say, hey, you go out there and you defend C.J. McCollum. It's not mm-hmm. an easy assignment, but the one thing that Doc Rivers said when he and Daryl Morey was sitting there at the table at the end of the season talking to the media, he said it, the guy can play defense and we know he's athletic. Offense has to catch up. He can't be a negative. He can't be lost on that end, but he might find his way on the floor if he's a positive defensively. For the 76 so it seems like he showed a little bit a little bit of that in game number one and hopefully throughout the summer league that's something that can improve offensively as well giving some hope for sixer fans with Jaden springer uh isaiah joe looks like a two you know two-year veteran in in the summer league and knows what he's doing right he goes out there what do you have 15 i think he had uh, in the yeah, game 19 yeah, 19. 19 yeah springer 19. Had 15. Isaiah Joe had 19. Yeah. yeah, he just goes out there and does what Isaiah Joe does. And you can see, even though he hoisted up a lot of three-pointers, what did you, he was four for 12, a lot of, from behind the three-point yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see, though, you can see where he's improved and he knows how to get his shot off, uh, not, you know, inside the three-point line as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played well. He, you know, he showed a lot. You know, again, he was a guy who early on, you know, they all struggled defensively early on and made basically throughout the game. But the thing about him is he stepped up. Like he stepped up that he had a huge three pointer down the stretch to pull the Sixers within two. Um, and they had a chance to win the game afterwards. But, you know, they missed their final three. Well, they missed their final two, two shots. And then they got stripped at the end. So, um, you know, my thing is, you know, he, he stepped up. He played like he, he should have. And you look at it, you know, he's an NBA type guy, he's an NBA caliber guy. He's right. the type of guy, if he was in the G League, we would all be raving about him, saying how good he is. You know what I mean? He's that guy. But, yeah, he really stepped up, and, and he played well. He played well. Anybody else stand out to you of the, I'm not going to say no-name guys, but the guys that weren't on the roster a season ago trying to establish themselves a little bit with the uh, team right now as they play through this summer league in Utah? What's his name? Uh, Castle, uh, Castle Winston? Oh, um, Cassius Winston. Yeah, Point Cassius guard. Winston. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, he only had four points, but he had, uh, I believe he had eight eight assists. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, he looked good early on, and then they start, like, doing the rotation of the point guards. 
So it kind of took away from his statistics. But to me, he he was the best point guard they had. Yeah, he, he knows how to run the team. He can definitely. Yeah. He looked like uh, watching him from his college days. He uh, he looked like his body. He slimmed down a lot. So that that had to be a focus of his after his rookie season in the NBA. A focus of his to tighten up with his body because he does seem like he's in a lot better shape than what he was in in high in college. You can see the talent. Is something was just slowing him down, and maybe he'll get a chance with this basketball team. Charlie Brown also. Charlie Brown Jr., Philadelphia native, St. Joe's, also played well in the game. So a good start for them, even though they lost the game. It's not always about the winning. It's also about seeing what happens. But some of those guys really stepped up. And on our final one here, final segment, we'll dive into a little bit more of James Harden. We're still monitoring and see what happens. Uh, see what happens with James Harden and his contractual situation with the Sixers. Nothing as of yet. We'll get into that a little bit more with Keith Pompey. Next, right here on Locked On 76ers. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, you need to talk about the bet online and get to the bet online situation and let the people know what's going on with them. Yeah, bet online is your number one source. CD was trying to take over. See, today, you know what, y'all? Today is supposed to be. With flip-flop, right? So D was trying to take over. But look, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including, you know, the NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering informa- information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. And guess what, y'all? Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Absolutely do it today. Um, I was eating a little snack. While Keith was doing that read, since he stole it from me, I had to get a little snack and, and make sure I was all ready. Go. Built Bar, of course. Nothing else. All right. Keith, uh, an update if you could. I know you're out in Salt Lake, but, you know, you have to cover the game, see what's going on there, but also monitoring the James Harden situation. By the way, one of my favorite guys, and I was just looking at it, it was reported that one of my guys – Caleb Martin agreed to a three-year deal, according to Shams, 20-plus million to go back to the Miami Heat. Cody Martin signed a three-year deal, I think, three or four, a little bit more, 30-plus million. So the Twins made out really well this free agent period. But two guys that were restricted that I liked, that I liked, but they go back to their respective clubs, Charlotte for Cody, Caleb for Miami, uh, two guys off the market now, again, as things have kind of quieted down, but it is the period of July 6th where we start to hear, maybe start to hear things become official with trades and free agent signings. But anyway, Keith, James Harden, again, we just, we're just awaiting, waiting uh, the language, the numbers to see what it turns out to be, right? Yeah, man, I'm not like, I'm going to be honest with you. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, they're having discussions. They're doing this, they're doing that. Is I can't believe that James Harden will opt out 
And I get it. That's your boy. You're going to opt out of money to give this guy so so you can fit my man, P.J. Tucker, under the salary cap, right? I mean, so you could get him. But I can't believe it that a dude would just opt out of money with no indication that he was going to get paid. You know what I mean? I just can't believe it. I mean, so, again, yeah, they're, they're, they're talking and everything like that, but I just can't for the life of me believe that he would just do it and be like, hey, okay, well, I'm coming back, but let's figure this out now. Because he could have easily been like, hey, give me my $47 million, and then I know what you guys could give me after that, and we could take it from there. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen. I mean, we all figure it's going to be in the 30-something range. People right. were saying – I mean, people were saying the day he opted out that it was going to be in the mid-30s. So my thing is, is it going to be three years? Is it going to be four years? I mean, what is it? You know, stuff like that. So I'm not really too worried about it, like some people may be, because we all know he's going to be a 76. We all know that. All right. Well, listen, man, I'm with you. I'm not worried about it. Uh, just more, again, of the language. is For me, it's more the stuff around it. Like, what's next? What else are they going to do? Is Daryl Morey biting his fingernails trying to figure out what's going, you know, trying to trying to make a move because he can't sit still after he made some pretty decent moves already uh, just to try to keep up with Milwaukee and Boston with what they've done and maybe some of the teams out West as well. So no concerns from either of us, and I'm sure no concerns of Sixer fans. They just want to see pen to paper at this point and just get it done so we can stop talking about James Harden and his contract but on our next episode we'll dive into a little bit more and we thank you for making locked on 76 as your first listen every day and on our next episode we'll dive into a little bit more of the summer league game number two and also an update if there is one on james harden and his contract finally being uh, locked in locked on with the 76ers how about that you see how i incorporated the two james harden locking mm-hmm. on his 76ers contract but no next up Make sure you uh, take your second listen and check out Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, although people watching on YouTube will get things confused, you might as well tell people where they can find us. I'll tell right now. You can find Keith at Pompey on Sixers because he's out there on Twitter, out there in, in, in Salt Lake. He's covering the team. He's going to have uh, some some videos, of course, being around the team and certainly giving you the rundown if you're unable to watch it on television, giving you the rundown of what's going on in the game, the key parts to the game. And despite what it says underneath my face, it says Pompey on seven, on Sixers, again, on Twitter. So check them out. Read them on Inquire.com as well. Yeah, and you can check out my man D on 97.5 FM. Man, D, so what you doing uh, tomorrow? Like, w- what are you doing? Like, who are you in back in your evening show or are you doing the I'm morning back. show again? I'm back yeah, in the okay. evenings. Yeah, yeah so, I'm back in the evening. Yeah, check. So you can check my man out from 6 to 10 tomorrow on, on Thursday, July the 7th. Um, you know, listen to him breaking down all the news and everything, NBA, Sixers. And you can follow him at DevonG975 on Twitter. But listen, this is what y'all need to do too. If you, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, 
you can subscribe to our podcast, Locked On 76ers. Now, if you want to look at our YouTube channel and listen to the YouTube channel, what you do is you go to the Locked On 76ers podcast um, channel and you click on the Liberty Bell. Once you click on the Liberty Bell, you become one of our subscribers. And I'll tell you, tomorrow, hopefully, I'll be on my side and D will be on his side so we don't confuse you. That's right. Well, listen, thanks, Keith, as always, man. Have a good time out there in Salt Lake. And we thank you all for joining us here on the Locked On 76ers podcast. Have a good rest of your Wednesday.